discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. Praise the Lord. Wow. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Pastor Ivan, you're welcome. Admi, you're welcome. Our church administrator is here from. He's in our church at Tema. But I think he, you are here to visit family, isn't it? You are come to visit me. Hallelujah. You're welcome. It's a blessing. The year has ended. It is still ending. Four days from now, it would have ended. It's amazing, isn't it? Has it been a good year for you? Wow. Has it been, has it been a turning one year for you? Have you enjoyed the year? Today is the last Sunday of the year. I don't know how your life has been since the beginning of this year. I don't know if your, your spiritual understanding has increased since January. I don't know if your financial status has increased since January. I don't know if your, your love for the Lord has increased since January. Has it? Yes. Hallelujah. For some, they may not be able to answer in the affirmative. It's not, it's not everyone who can answer it in the affirmative. Some people have had a reduction in their life. No, it's children ministry. They are happy. Build, build, continue building and then they'll go up so that they don't disturb you. The plan is to build, air condition the place so that nobody, when you are here and we are talking, even if we whisper, you hear. Okay? So, fear not, it will happen. Tell me, but fear not, it will happen. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, so for some, for some, it hasn't been an exciting year. Some people have lost their lives. Today is the last Sunday of the year. I don't know how your life has been since the beginning of this year. I don't know if your, your spiritual understanding has increased since January. I don't know if your financial status has increased since January. I don't know if your, your love for the Lord has increased since January. Has it? Yes. Hallelujah. For some, they may not be able to answer in the affirmative. It's not, it's not everyone who can answer it in the affirmative. Some people have had a reduction in their life. No, it's children ministry. They are happy. Build, build, continue building and then they'll go up so that they don't disturb you. The plan is to build, air condition the place so that nobody, when you are here and we are talking, even if we whisper, you hear. Okay? So, fear not, it will happen. Tell me, but fear not, it will happen. Yeah, hallelujah. 
Yeah, so for some, for some, it hasn't been an exciting year. Some people have lost their lives. Some people have picked sickness this year. Some people have had fear, more fear coming in rather than faith. Some people have had a decrease in their finances. People have lost their jobs this year. You know? On 1st January, they didn't know that they were going to lose their jobs. But by April, they had lost their jobs. Is it possible to have success no matter what is going on in the world? Is it possible? So this morning, I want to share with you on something very, very important, okay? Everything we share with you is important, but this is also very important, and I think you need to, you need to hear about it. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing on how to enjoy continuous success in a year. How to enjoy what? Continuous success in the year. Hallelujah. It's amazing how much depends on you. And, uh, you know, some people don't like responsibility. Do you see? They don't, when they hear responsibility, they become sad. It's like, oh, it's now depending on me. If it's depending on me, I don't think I can do it. You know, but responsibility is actually responding to the ability of God inside you. So it's actually not really on you like that. It's on God in you. And your dependency on God in you. Hallelujah. You know, it's amazing how much depends on 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 you as a child of God. If the year is going to be beautiful, it's dependent on you. God is ready. God has always been ready. As for God, there's nothing that is on God any longer. You know, right now everything is on is, is on you and your faith in what He has done for you. Remember that God has made you a success. Okay? Always remember that. God never sends anything outside of him without making it a success. Before, if you look at Adam, for instance, I've, sh- I've shared this with you so many times, and it's, it's important you understand it. If you read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, look at Genesis 1, 27. I'm hoping to share with you in a very short period, okay? It says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. That before they went out of God, before they started, he blessed them. And I told you what blessing means, right? To be envied. To have the ability to expand. To be multiplied. To do well. To advance. Isn't that amazing? That was what he did for them. He blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful. How can I say be fruitful to you 
when you, are, you don't have the ability to be fruitful. So the responsibility was given to them. Be fruitful means it's a responsibility, right? Is that a responsibility? That's a, God was giving them a responsibility. But the responsibility was based on what he had blessed them with. We can't make you responsible for something you are not qualified to be responsible for. We can't make you the president of the country because you don't, you don't have the ability right now to be uh, the president of the country. You've no experienced life yet. You are not coming. That is why there's an age limit in this country and in other countries as to who can become president of this country. I think it's 45 and above. Is it 40? 40. If you are not 40, you can't be president. You can't stand them. Because below 40, you are considered to be not so wise to be able to take the helm of affairs. When you are 40 and above, then you can do some things. You would have seen some things in life. Hallelujah. Of course, you had people who were 30, in their 30s and became president of this country. You know that, right? Yeah. But before responsibility is placed on you, an ability is placed in you by God. That's what God does all the time. Okay? So when God says, you can do it, what is he saying? I've given you the ability to do it. That's why I'm saying you can do it. If he has not given you the ability to do it, he will not say you can do it. So when you hear God talk, you should know that he has given you ability. If God says, do this, you, you should know that he has given you the ability. Hallelujah. I remember years ago when God was talking to me about the church, starting the church. There was, there was nothing. He said, just do it. And I knew that if he's saying I should just do it, then it means that I have the ability to do it. So I have not walked in the years with a, a certain sense of lack or a certain sense of, um, how do I say it? Uncertainty. What? cannot do, a certain sense of cannot do, that breaks your confidence more than anything. When you feel like, oh, I don't know if I, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. God gives you the ability before he sends you, he blesses them. After blessing them, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Why? Because you have the ability to be fruitful. You have the ability to multiply. Now go forth and just spread everywhere. Just happen everywhere. Just become everything that you want to become. Isn't that amazing? Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Why? Because he had the ability in him to replenish the earth. And subdue it. Wow. And have dominion. Have dominion. Have control. Subdue it. Put it under your feet. Why? Because I've blessed you. Because I've blessed you, you are fruitful, you are multiplied, you replenish the earth, you subdue it, you, dom you dominate over everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So start out by knowing what God has done for you. It's so important. Start out by knowing that you are not trying to succeed. You are the one whom God has made a success already. Say God has made me a success already. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> you have to believe it, I tell you. Okay? Well, I'm not trying to succeed. I'm the success of God, released by God to happen everywhere. So whatever I touch 
works. Wherever I go, I have grace to succeed. Let me show you a scripture. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Look at 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always, he always causes us to triumph in Christ. Not sometimes, always. He always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Why? Because he causes us to triumph all the time. So he makes the savor of his knowledge, the fragrance of knowledge spread everywhere, in every place, by us. So when I show up, God has showed up. Why? Because he, I, am, I am the very expression of his success in the earth. Please, you understand? Yeah. It's so important. There are a lot of Christians who feel they need to do one, two, three in order for things to happen. No, you have to come. There are things you need to do. I'm going to show you some things you need to do in order to allow what is inside you show forth. It's always like that. It's not so that you can, you can succeed, but so that the success that is in you already will show forth, will happen. Do you see? Because you can't be sleeping and saying, I'm a success, and then things will work. Do you get it? You can't be sleeping. It's like uh, um, having, having electricity in this place and not plugging anything into it. There's electricity in this place. But then if you don't plug the lights, if you don't plug, if you don't switch things on, not, you're not going to get the power you need to enjoy your experience here. Is it true? So there are things you do to switch things on. But the fact that there's power here is not, it's, it's undisputable. It's here. But you haven't switched things on. So there are a lot of Christians who have not switched things on. That's why we teach you the word of God. To help you switch things on. Do you understand? Uh-huh. See, I'm a child of God. Do you know you're a child of God? Has God ever failed? So you shouldn't fail. See, I will never fail in my life. Be confident. Tell me about be confident. <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid of starting things. I'm not afraid of starting new things. Not at all. Why? Because if God tells me to start it, I know that, you see, the, the, the thing is, hearing if he says you should start it, if he says you should start it, you are, you are okay. Don't just go. Make sure he's saying do it. Don't just marry. Make sure he's telling you to do it. Don't just have a child. Make sure he's telling you, because your child can grow up and kill you. So you don't just set out to, to have a child. Allow God to speak to you concerning a child. Before you set out, oh, I want a child. No, just... Please, you understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So, start out the year knowing that you're a success. I'm a success. I'm a success. Say it again. I'm a success. I'm a success. In Ephesians 1.3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us. He's not going to bless us. He has blessed us. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. You are blessed in your finances, blessed in your family, blessed in your academics, blessed everywhere. So whatever, wherever you go, whatever you touch, you should expect only one thing. Blessing, success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A blessing is an invocation of the ability of God upon your life to prosper, to increase in every single thing that you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are blessed. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed. 
I'm blessed. Yes. You know, so how come some people don't see some things happening around them? In 2 Samuel, look at 2 Samuel chapter 18, from verse 19. Now, the, so the first thing I said how to enjoy conscious success in the year, right? Start off by knowing that you are success. That's the first thing. Okay? What do you think? Hmm. I said that makes a world of a difference. If you know you're a success, no matter what is happening or who is saying what to you, you will not accept because you know what you are. You know you are water resistant. <laughs> so when you go to water, you're not afraid. Your consciousness of what you have become makes all the difference. When you know that you are more than a conqueror, no matter what happens, because in the course of a year, you have all kinds of things coming. So many things. Every year has interesting things in there. But you, don't, you are not afraid of what is going to happen in the year because you know that you are resistant to all those things that will happen in the year. So your focus is not, if someone can prophesy and say, the year is going to be full of darkness. I'm the light of the world. Don't you understand? The darker it gets, the brighter it shines. As simple as that. So you don't, you don't get afraid. You don't become... Whatever, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how things are going to be. Oh. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not according to the economy of the country or the economy of the world. Whether COVID is present or not makes no difference. My life is set for upwards and forwards only. Do you understand? How will you know you are light if there's no darkness? How will you know this, you, are, you, are, you are the strength of God or your strength is of God if there's nothing around you that brings weakness? In the face of adversity, you triumph. You are not triumphant without adversity. How can you say you're a victor when there's no challenge? What are you a victor of? You are a victor of nothing. There needs to be, you need to have challenges so that you know. You need to have battles so that you can exercise your muscles. Someone said muscles. Yeah. So the, the presence of challenge is not a sign that God has left you. It's a sign that it is time to show forth what you are. Do you understand? So never, never get into that gear of complaining. I don't know. I thought I was serving God. You thought you were serving God. Why me? Why not you? Why not you? Who else should you go to? You like what I'm saying to you? They sucked you out of the job. And so what? You are the one who was bringing them business. If they have sucked you, get your own business. When doors close, you see, if some doors don't close for you, eh, you will not know that you can open other doors. You will not get out of your complacency. A lot of Christians are complacent. They are settled in wherever. They are comfortable. Too much comfort. Some shakings need to happen so that you can know exactly what is inside you. So when shakings are happening, don't cry. Do you understand? It's time to speak in tongues when things are not going right. Yeah. What next? What, what, what am I supposed to do next? Where am I supposed to go? Why? I'm a success. I'm a success. I'm a success. One of my famous scriptures is in Genesis chapter 49. Did I say 49? 39, sorry. 
39. Go to 39. This one, it has ended. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. How many of you know the scripture? And Joseph was what? Brought down to Egypt. Down. He was in his father's house, enjoying life with his coat of many colors. He was stripped. The one who had seen dreams of him being worshipped by the, star, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the 12 stars, okay, had all of a sudden had a change in his life. He had gone from being up to being down. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him. He was for sale. This was how he was starting his year. He was for sale. Captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down there. Next verse. And the Lord was with him. That is the most important thing. And amazingly, the New Testament, in the New Testament, the Lord is not with us. The Lord is in us. If the Lord is with you, you, can, you don't know, maybe he'll leave and, and come out after some time. But in the New Testament, he is in you. The Old Testament was God with us. The New Testament is God in us. Do you like what I'm telling you? So as you are moving around, you are moving around with God. Wherever you go, you are going with God. So if they fired you out of the job, they fired out God out of the job. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. The guy had been sold. Yeah, the Bible says he was a prosperous man. This was an identification of who he really was. He was a prosperous man. Prosperous man. Even though he didn't have anything around him. Your prosperity is not dependent on what you have or do not have. Know that you are prosperous because Christ is in you. It's Christ in you. It says Christ in you, the hope of glory. Only glory. There can only be glory every time. No matter how dark it, it seems. No matter how some way it may look. Makes no difference. I only win. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph. Always. Always. He always causes us to win. No matter what is going on. Always. Can you imagine? Always. Always. Sometimes when things are not going well, you become sad. Oh, what is this? What is all this? Don't be sad. Rejoice evermore. Learn it. Learn it. Learn to rejoice. When you start rejoicing, things start changing. Success is not, put that in your mind. Success is not without challenges. I don't know why you want to succeed without, like have your success show forth without any challenge. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what kind of a person you are. The road from Kumasi to Accra is not straight. You know it's not straight. Why didn't they make it straight? They could have just made a straight road. I think it would have been more efficient to do that. But they had to go through some curves. Many curves. You go through a lot of curves in order to arrive. Yeah. With many bottles, of course. Hallelujah. See, I'm a success. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. I keep going higher. Why do you keep going higher? Because God is in you. Christ is in you. Do you understand? Yeah, Christ is in you. So you can start off with that in mind. I'm a success. I cannot fail. I cannot fail. I cannot fail. It's not possible. There will only be good news about me. Only one news. Good. Good news. 
When bad news comes, what do you do? You turn the bad news into good news. Yeah. You know what David said? He said that my Lord has trained my hands to make war. God trained his hands for war. The purpose of the training was for war. If you have been trained, what else is it for? It's for war. So when war comes, do you run away? No. What did David do when he saw Goliath? Did he run away? No. So why do you also run away when you see challenge? Your blessing is in the challenge. Success is in debt. Success is dressed in overalls. It's not dressed in tie and suit like I'm wearing. No, it's dressed in overalls. Yeah. Do you understand? So start off by that. Okay? Now, every single year, God has um, a particular aspect of your life that he would want to train. And that he would want you to have to succeed through or to, to accomplish, to release the success he has made you through every single year. That is why every year we come and stand here and give you a word for the year. <laughs> now, a lot of children of God do not understand what that is meant, what, what, what that is for. That's what I'm explaining to you now. God gives you a word to help you express the success that he has given to you in a particular direction in a particular year. He tells you this is what you're going to be succeeding by. Focus on this one. This year, we were focusing on the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Because the year of the Spirit. The more you fellowship with the Spirit, the more you get to have expressions of the righteousness of God or expressions of the success of God, which is inside you. Next year is coming. In some few days, we'll be having 31st service. We are going to be telling you concerning what to focus on, what to give your attention to. Now, the first thing you need to do, okay, in order to have a wonderful year, is to receive the word of the year with faith. Okay, so I've mentioned the first thing is what? Know that you're excited, right? The second thing is receive the word for the year with faith. Receive it with what? With faith. It is so important. <laughs> not receiving the word for the year is like not knowing what you are going to be tested with in the course of the year. Yes. So this year was a year of the Spirit. God took two opportunities were created. An opportunity to fellowship with the Spirit and an opportunity to not fellowship with the Spirit. So this year we went on lockdown, innit? Is it not true? We were home. What were you doing in the house? You had the opportunity to pray, to fellowship with the Spirit, to learn a lot of things from the Spirit, or you had the opportunity to play games to watch videos, to sleep, to Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram and do all kinds of things that you wanted to do. It's a choice, really. Training beckons. The footballer who does not train will end up wearing out. He will get himself out of the game with time. He will break his leg with time. Is it not true? So when, when, the, when the word comes, you should know that this is what God wants me to train myself by. Okay? And it starts off by you receiving it with faith. Receive it with faith. With what? Faith. <laughs> you see, the church is there for helping you express the success that God has made you. That's what the church is for. Don't, don't think that you, are, you have come to help the church. The church is there to help you. 
the church is a place for spiritual training. Don't just come and go. A lot of people just come and go. Don't just come and go. Okay? The church is a place for... It's so important. If you miss it out, if you miss that one, you miss a lot of things. Because life is spiritual. Life is controlled from the Holy Spirit. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Life is controlled from the Holy Spirit. Money is spiritual. Health is spiritual. Have you seen health before? It's, it's not physical. You think money is, is physical? It's not. It's spiritual. It is. It is. Do you know what people do to get money? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. So be smart. Tell anybody be smart. Be smart. Like, don't just... It, 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 it pains me when I see people just come and go without hearing and paying attention to what's happening. You need to pay, pay serious attention to what's happening. It's so important. Because that's where your success is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So receive the word of God with what? With faith. Receive the word for the year with faith. Knowing that that is what God would want you to express your success through in the course of the year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, I mentioned 2nd Samuel, right? 2nd Samuel chapter 18. Let me show it to you. From verse 19. This is a story concerning when Absalom died. David gave instructions concerning Absalom's life that he should not be killed. But Joab, David's nephew, killed his own cousin. Okay, Absalom was Joab's cousin. Joab was David's sister's son. <laughs> Hallelujah. Or family something. And he killed, he killed Absalom, who was David's son. David had given straight instructions, don't kill him. Bring him back to him. Because Absalom had revolted against David and was trying to kill his own father. And David won, but then he said nobody should touch him. And Joab touched him, he killed him. And when he killed him, something happened. He says, then said Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, or Zadok, let me now run and bear the king tidings how the Lord has avenged him of his enemies. Okay? Now, this Ahimaaz guy was the bearer of good news all the time to David. Hallelujah. So, this had happened. But Ahimaaz was not there. He did not see what had happened. He did not know exactly what had gone on. But he wanted to run and give the king news. He was just interested in running. Without news. So, Joab asked him. Next verse. And Joab said unto him, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Next verse. He was not even hearing. You see, he told him, the king's son is what? Is dead. Have you seen it? Okay. Then said Job to Cushai. So Job said to another person, instead of Ahimaaz, he said to another person, Cushai, go tell the king what thou hast seen. Remember, Ahimaaz did not see what had happened. He was told what had happened. But when he was told, he didn't even wait to hear what had been said. He was just, he was interested in running. He just wanted to start the year and go. Then said Joab to Cushai, go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushai bowed himself unto Joab and ran. Next verse. Then said Ahimaaz, the son, the son of Zadok, get again to Joab. But howsoever, yes, I know he's going, but let me also, I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, wherefore would thou run? Why will you run, my son? Seeing that thou hast no tidings ready, you don't have any, any, any word. There's no word for you. So why are you running? 
But he was insistent, so he told him, go. Okay, next verse. But howsoever, he said, let me run. I want to run. <laughs> and he said unto him, run. Okay, you can go. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plane and overran Kushai. He was a very fast guy. So even though Kushai started running, he, he had run him. He likes running. He just likes going. This is how a lot of Christians are. They just enter the year. It's just like any other year. It is not. Your life is going away. There are things God would have you accomplish within the course of a year. If you were 40 last year, you are not 40 this year. You will not be 40 next year. Your life is going. What is the Lord saying to do? What is the Lord saying concerning your life in this year? It is not something to just come with your pot belly and come and sit down and hear and go. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is an important time in your life. <laughs> you see, next year we'll have January in it, isn't it? It will have February. It will have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They are, all, they are the same all the time. Isn't it? January is January. February is February. The year will end. But what makes it different? Why does God have years that this one will end and another one will start? Why? I feel you should have just opened it. You are just living and living and living and living. And li Why do we have time? We have time. There's something called seasons. Mm? Kairos time. There's chronos time, which is one, two, Monday, Tuesday, January, February. And then there's kairos, which is seasons. The end of a kairos time is the beginning of a new season. And God will have you hear some things in order to have hope. It's for the purpose of hope. For the purpose of gathering faith for the next phase of your life. Do you understand? So this is no ordinary time. It's not, it's not a time where everybody just do crossover, hop over, turn over, transitions, jump over, somersault over. It is not, it's not just, uh, there are some people who don't understand what they are doing, but there are some of us who understand exactly what is happening. We, we understand exactly what is happening. Okay? This guy overran, he overran Kushai. Next verse. 24. And David sat between the two gates. We were going to David. So David was sitting, expecting news to come. And the watchman, the watchman went up to the roof over the gate onto the wall and lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, the man running alone. Next verse. And the watchman cried and told the king. And the king said, if he be alone, there is tidings in his mouth. And he came apace and drew near. Next verse. And the watchman saw another man running. And the watchman called unto the porter and said, behold, another man running alone. And the king said, he also bringeth tidings. Next verse. And the watchman said, me thinketh the running of the former. This is uh, King James saying, me thinketh. <laughs> I think, that's what he's trying to say, okay? I think the running of the foremost is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. They knew how he, he could run. So he said, I, I think it's Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. And the king said, ah, he's a good man. And he cometh with good tidings. Next verse. And Ahimaaz called and said unto the king, all is well. So he got there first and said, all is well. And he fell down to the earth upon his face before the king and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which has delivered up the men that lifted up their hand against my Lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? That was the most important thing to the king. Is the young man Absalom safe? And Ahimaaz answered, When Joab sent the king's servant and me thy servant, I saw a great tumult, but I knew not what it was. Didn't they tell him that the king's son is dead? 
He did not wait to hear. So look at what happened to him. Next verse. And the king said unto him, turn aside. Turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside and stood still. He was useless. You were a useless person. You were a useless person. You run without any information. You run without tidings. This is what happens to a lot of Christians. They are running. No tidings. No word. What are you going to fight with? He says, by these prophecies you shall wage a good warfare. What are you waging a good warfare with during the course of the year? What can you pull? When your challenge comes, what can you rely on? This year, I learned to live according to supply. Supply from the Spirit. Financially speaking. Yeah, according to the supply of the Spirit. Instead of worrying and thinking about things so much, I have learned. I always knew, but now I've learned it very well. It's going to be a part of me for the rest of my life. To relax and watch God supply. Yeah. Because I knew it was a year of the, it's a year of the Spirit. And the Spirit is going to supply. The Spirit is going to supply. So whatever project I got involved in has worked. It has worked. It has worked. Don't run like Ahimas without tidings. It says, wherefore you will you run, my son, when you don't have tidings? You don't have any, there's no word by which you wage a good warfare. Do you know the scripture I'm talking about? Maybe you don't know it. Let's go to that place. Um, 1 Timothy 1, 18. Beautiful. He says, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, or which were spoken concerning your life. Not bad prophecies. Good prophecies. He says, that by them thou mightest war a good warfare. With the prophecy has been spoken concerning you, 31st service is the time to hear what God has to say concerning your life for the year. What is God saying concerning my life for the year? <laughs> he says, by them you might wage war a good warfare. Let's read the Amplified. I'm sure to help us. This charge and admonition I, I commit in, in, to, in trust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophetic intimations which I formerly received concerning you, so that inspired and aided by them, you may wage the good warfare. Have you seen it? Inspired and what? And aided. Prophecy aids you. Okay? What God says concerning you aids you. When you see a challenge, you remember what God has said. Ah, but you said, you said I'm a success. You said I'm more than a conqueror. What is this happening in my life? It's not supposed to be like that. You said I'm the healed of God. A sickness will knock on your door in the course of the year. You don't just sit down and accept it. You don't sit down and accept it. No. Yesterday I was praying for somebody, you know, who just had, she, she was not born with a sickness. It just happened at a point in her life. I said, no, this is not right. This is not right. This is not supposed to be there. You don't grow sick. There's nothing like that. It's not supposed to be like that. We are not supposed to grow sick. Moses, at age 120, stood tall. His eyes were not dim. None of his tooth had fallen out. Do you see? He did not have cancer in his body. No eye problem. None of those things. The older you get, the stronger you get. So next year, does not have sickness in it for you. But sickness will knock on your door. What will you do when it comes? Will you give up? Will you say, oh, I mean... <laughs> no. Tell neighbor, no. 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 
Yeah. Ahimaaz ran without a word. Then Cushai came. When Cushai came, he gave the right word. Look at look, go, go back to that place. And behold, Cushai came, and Cushai said, Five things, my lord, the king, for the Lord has avenged thee this day of all them that arose, that rose up against thee. That was not important to him. The next verse. And the king said unto Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord the king, and all that rise against thee, do to do thee hurt, be as that young man is. David knew that Absalom had died. Next verse. And the king was much moved and went out to the chamber over the gate and wept. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why do you run without a word? Tell me about why are you running without a word? You need to run with a word. So that you can be you can be celebrated. Eh? So that you can be what? You can be celebrated in the course of the year. Hallelujah. So I said, receive the word for the year with what? With faith. With faith. Don't just attend the service. Receive it with faith. There's something called preparing. You see, we don't just, we don't, God doesn't just talk. God speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. Okay, he's the spirit of witness. That who is in us. But there are special times when God will speak to us generally. Okay? And we are not to attend those meetings with, without any preparation. God always wants his children to prepare to hear from him. Look at Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19. Let's read from verse 9. Exodus 19 from verse 9 to verse 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, and the people may, that the people may hear when I speak with thee. He says, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to speak, so that the people who hear you, hear me when I speak to you, and will believe you forever. And Moses told the words of the people, the words of the people unto the Lord. He told the words of the people unto the Lord as well. So God spoke to him and he also spoke to God. Moses was always talking to God, but God said, I'm going to show myself up for everybody to see as I'm talking to you so that they believe what, you are, what I'm telling you. You know why some people end up moving from church to church? Eh? They don't believe in any prophet of God. Understand what I'm saying when I say prophet of God. I'm, I'm talking about any servant of God. That's why they move from place to place. They go here, they go here, they go here. It's like there's no result. Your blessing is not in your movement. Your blessing is in your sitting down. And listening to the one that God has called to be a blessing to you. God gives everybody somebody by whom you believe. Yeah. Are you in the church? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fake prophet. I'll be a fake prophet to you if you don't learn to sit down and prepare yourself to hear. What God has to say through me to you. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 5. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed. Have you seen it? Yeah. Even as the Lord gave to every man. God gives to every man someone by whom you believe. He told them, I'm going to speak to you in their hearing and they'll believe you forever. Because they'll see me. They'll know my, the, how real I am. And they'll believe you. <laughs> if you don't believe, I don't know if you understand. I'm not interested in more people who don't understand what we are saying. We are interested in people who understand exactly. You see, I say something to some people and it works. 
I say the same to others, it doesn't work. What's the difference? One believes that when I say he be healed, they'll be healed. Do you see? The other does not think that it is much. It's not. It's... I said something to him some years ago. He believed it, so it has worked for him. And he's happy. He thinks I'm a man of God. Yes, he thinks I'm a man of God. Another person does not think I'm a man of God. Why? Because when I said it, it was a suggestion. They weren't interested. That is why a lot of, a lot of Christians suffer. No Christian is supposed to suffer. Not even one. There's too much riches in this earth for everybody to be okay. Yeah. Nobody's supposed to suffer. But because of unbelief, hardness of heart, thinking that you will make it the way you want to make it. That's where the problem is. It can't happen. God has set some things in place. You will never understand the word of God, okay, the way you are supposed to, unless someone who is sent by God explains it to you. It is so important to God. That thing is so important to God. You cannot experience God. You will not have any experience with God when there's, there's no man in your life by whom you, you understand the scriptures. Acts chapter 8. This is not part of my message. I'm just trying to explain this particular point to you. It's so important. So don't just walk to church on 31st, just like that. You just walk to 31st. We're coming to fast. From Tuesday to Thursday, fast some. Be wild. If this word enters you, that word will make you. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. It will enter you and become flesh and cause you to go forward. I tell you. So cause you to advance. Don't receive it as, as a word of a man. No, it's not the word of a man. I will not come and come and say my mind. I'll say what the... That's why I quote scriptures. You can't come to church and I will preach to you and you'll not hear any scripture. You'll be surprised that you'll be going home with at least 75 scriptures. At least. So important to God. This is, this is the concern of the Ethiopian Enoch. Okay? He says, and there was an Ethiopian Enoch returning. You know the story. And as he was going back to Ethiopia, God sent Philip. God emphatically told Philip, to leave a crusade and go and position himself somewhere so that he can see this man passing. Because this man needed to hear the word of God. So if you go to verse 29, look at 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to his chariot, to this man's chariot. And when he got near the man's chariot, the man was reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? How important understanding is. You will, never, you will never think God is real. And you will never have experiences with the Lord if there's no understanding. If there's no understanding, forget it. And Philip ran up to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, on, and said, Understandest thou what thou read? Do you understand what you are reading? The man got angry. How can I understand? And he said, how can I understand? Except some man. Except some man should guide me. You need a man to guide you, I tell you. Hmm? It's, not, it's not fun. It's not an enjoyment by us. I go, we are the ones guiding. It's just this undertaken no man upon himself. No human being can do that. No human being can guide you. But he sends men to guide you. This guy needed salvation. He couldn't have had it. On, he would have gone to Ethiopia without salvation. He, he met Philip. 
Philip explained to him the scriptures from where he was reading. The Bible says, from that same scripture, he explained to him concerning Jesus Christ. And he got born again and got baptized. He would never have got, gotten born again and would never have received baptism if he had never met that man. <laughs> First Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Look at First Chronicles 20, 20. Believe in the Lord. And no, second, first, is it? second Chronicles 20, 20. Sorry, not first. Second. It cannot be first. Second. Second Chronicles 20, 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness, into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Joshua stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. How will they make you prosper? Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Look at Jeremiah 3, 15. And I'll give you pastors according to my heart. God gives it to you. You don't go looking. Jumping from place to place. It's something you need to pray about. I don't tell people to join my church. Pray about it before you come. Don't, don't say, oh, the message is powerful. I don't want the message to be powerful. I want the message to work in your life. I want you to prosper as the years go by. I want you to get better, smarter, wiser, knowing Jesus, loving the Lord for yourself, and being a blessing to others. Not just coming and going. Not just coming and going. No, it's not supposed to be like that. And I'll give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. They will feed you with knowledge and feed you with understanding. Without which you cannot enjoy the blessings of God. Without which you cannot experience God. It's not possible. When Ethiopian Enoch understood, he could receive salvation. And he could receive baptism. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't just walk up to the service on, on 31st. Be wise. Be ready. This is, the, this is the most important time in the year for me. I'm coming to hear the word by which I'll run throughout the year with. The word by which I'll prosper. <laughs> Some people have prospered this year. Someone came to me and said, Pastor, this year I've made over 800,000 Ghana cities in profits. He said, I've made over 800,000 Ghana cities in profits. When I checked, this COVID time. COVID time. Because that guy will not attend. He will not attend the service just like that. When he's coming, he's coming fasting. Yeah, he's coming praying. When they say fast, he's fasting. When they say pray, he's praying. You think you're fasting for me or what? You're not fasting for me. I'm coming to show you why you fast. It's for your, I'm going to fast for myself. I'm going to fast for myself so that the word that I will say, I know what I'm, I, I, I always get to know by September. I know what I'm supposed to preach. He knows. I've told the council, but they know. They know what the year is going to be like. Don't go and see them for anything. Come prepared. Yeah. I've known, but even me, I'll come prepared so that I can hear for myself and be blessed for myself. How come you were a church member? You saw a church member. Church member, what? What are you talking about? Church member of what? Of where? When our lives are so different from yours, it's not supposed to be like that. Who is leading you? I'm not the one leading you. You are leading yourself. My life is so different from yours. It's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that at all. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell me, but I've changed. I've changed. <laughs> Go back.
back to Exodus chapter 19, verse, verse 9, where we're reading. He told them, prepare. This, and the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come down, blah, 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 to speak unto the people. Next verse, verse 10. And the Lord said unto Moses, go unto the people and sanctify them. Today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. <laughs> that was how it was done in the Old Testament. They needed to sanctify themselves. By washings. Do you see? By washings. They needed to... He says, God, God says, I'm coming to show up. I'm coming to talk to them. But they need to prepare before I come and talk to them. Look at verse, verse 11. And be ready against the third day. So I'm going to talk to them. They should, they should prepare themselves on the first, the second day. And the, they should be ready. By the third day, everybody should be ready. For the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. I'm going to come down before all of them. I'm going to say something that will bless all of them. Wow. Prepare over three days. In the New Testament, we don't prepare by bathing. It's not bathing. The water of the old is a word in the new. John chapter 15, verse 5. Look at John 15, 5. Ye are clean. Ye are cleansed through the word which I have spoken unto you. John 15, 5. Now you are clean. You are clean. You are sanctified. Hmm? You are set apart. You are made whole through the word which I have what? spoken unto you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with what? With what? With the washing of water by the word. So the word of God is what washes us. Meaning that for the next three days, that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, expose yourself to the word. That's what will sanctify you. And we're going to be sending you some messages to, to listen to. Expose yourself to the word. What are you doing? You are preparing yourself in faith. Preparing yourself in faith. He says, let them prepare. Let them sanctify themselves so that they can hear what I have to say. You sanctify yourself through the word of God. We are sanctified. Jesus said, the one who is washed does not need to be washed again. He only needs his feet to be washed. So he was washing the feet of the disciples. John, uh, Peter said, Lord, not only my feet. Initially he said, don't wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you are not part of me. You don't have a part in me. Then Peter said, okay, then not only my feet, wash my whole body. Then Jesus said, the one who is already washed, does not need to be washed again. We are already washed because we are born of the word. The word, we, have, we are offsprings of the word. All that needs to be washed in your life now is your feet. You are walking through this life, this godless, uh, uh, sinful, foolish life, this world. It dirties your walk, your walk life. So he wants you to wash your feet. How? With the word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Your feet represents your walk with God. He wants your walk with God to become cleaner by spending time with him. For that period. So that when he speaks to you, you can hear. So that the word can be received in faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you're exposing your, yourself to the word of God like that, faith is coming to you. And when faith is coming to you, you are ready to receive the word of God by faith. Do you understand? Go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, let's read from verse 1. I don't know if you like what I'm telling you. So this is still another second point. I have five points here. I've mentioned only two. If I don't finish, it still works. It says, let us therefore fear. Are you here? Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Next verse. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. He's talking about the Old Testament folks. He says the gospel was preached to them. 
like it was preached to us. But the word preached did not profit them. They were there when the preaching was coming, but it did not profit them. It didn't give them anything. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Those who heard it did not mix it with faith. They did not receive the word with faith. They felt it was a suggestion. God was just talking, suggesting things to them. Those who received it by faith or with faith had profits. The word of God will bring you profits. <laughs> the word of God will prosper you. There's nothing you can't explain. You see, if you read in the Bible, go to Ephesians 3, verse 16. Let me show you something. Ephesians 3, verse 16. He says, I, this is Paul talking. He's praying for the Ephesian church. He says, I pray that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory. How is it? To be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. How is it? There's something called glory. But glory is riches. It has riches. The riches of glory. Glory is like, a, it's like any currency. There are two of them, glory and grace. The other one is grace. Go to Ephesians 1. Um, let's read verse, verse 7. Let's look at it. Ephesians 1, 7. He says, in whom, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. You see, so he's talking about grace, but now he's talking about the fact that grace has riches. Isn't it? Glory has riches, grace has riches. Meaning that grace and glory are like currencies. It's like saying, the man is rich in dollars. You can have dollars, but you are not rich in dollars. Do you see? You can have ten dollars. That is certainly not the riches of dollars. Isn't it? Uh -huh. You can have pounds. You have 20 pounds. 20 pounds is not riches in pounds. How much do you need to have riches in pounds? You need millions and millions of pounds to have the riches of pounds. In the same way, there's grace, but there's riches of grace. There's glory but there's riches of glory. The word of God is what gives you the riches of grace and gives you the riches of glory. Go to Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. I don't know if I'm teaching you anything. This is so important. If you don't cast on these things, eh, you will not understand why we come to church. <laughs> you will go to church because you want... Uh, some, sometimes some of us don't understand why we do the things we do. You are taking video, you are taking camera, you are taking this one, you are, you are cleaning the chairs. Do you know what you are contacting by doing what you are doing in the house of God? You have no idea of what's going on. You are increasing in grace. Increasing in glory. But if you don't know, you will not partake of it. You will not experience it. Look at it. It says, if you then be risen with Christ. Are you risen with Christ? Yeah. It says, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Next verse. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Let's read the Amplified of these two verses. Amplified. It will help you understand maybe some more. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, that's sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. How is isn't it? That are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on earth, on the earth. Rich eternal treasures. What are those rich eternal treasures? 
Grace. You can't buy grace from anywhere. There is not on any shop, in, in any shop. No shelf. You can't buy glory from anywhere. Glory is given to you through the word. But we are with unveiled face, with open face, beholding us in the glass. The glory of the Lord are changed. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Oh, the way I look at me, it's like I'm quoting too many scriptures. It's like I'm boring you. I hope I'm not boring you. What I'm saying is that the word of God gives you, grants you riches of grace, riches of glory. If you know what grace does, grace gives you favor. People will not understand why you are blessed. People know, you, you go everywhere, you, are, you just, things just happen for you. And everybody's wondering. Because they went and they didn't get it. But you went and you had it. What is the limitation for others? It's the promotion for you. Hallelujah. Why? Because you are rich in something called grace. You are rich in grace. You have that currency. You are rich in glory. Hmm? Rich in blessings. That's why I can confidently say that I'll never be poor in my life. Listen, you can leave me in a desert. Everybody will come to a desert after some time. That's the truth. I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging. I'm telling you exactly what the word of God says. Yeah, it happened in the scriptures. Lord chose the greener path and left the, the desert for Abraham. Abraham flourished in the desert. Flourished. Lot went to, Lot ended up in the cave. All those who ignore the word will have trouble. So brothers and sisters, don't, don't just come. Mix, re, sanctify yourself. How? Through the word. Through prayer. Through the spirit. Okay? Expose yourself to the word of God before you come for 31st. Come and receive the word of God with faith. When the word is declared, receive it. Let it enter you. This is it for me. This is my weapon for making warfare in this, in this year. I'm going forward. I'm increasing, getting better and greater by this word in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what you say to yourself. You do not mix the word of God with what? With faith. It's called unbelief. Hmm? Unbelief. So you cure yourself of your unbelief. You see, as I'm preaching to you now, I'm curing you of some unbelief. Maybe you didn't know that you need to receive the word of God in a certain way. I'm showing you now. It's curing you. When you hear it more and more, it, it conditions your heart before you come. Okay? Yeah. Go to chapter 3. Let me show it to you. Chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Oh, I'll never be poor in my life. I keep going higher and higher. Look at 317. Chapter 3 verse 17. It says, but with whom was God dreed 40 years? Was it not with them that sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? God was angry with some people in the wilderness. Then he says, it is not even those who sinned. Those who sinned, they, are, they died in the, in the desert. Their carcasses fell in the, in, the, in the wilderness. Next verse. And to whom swear he? God was so angry that he swore by himself that, listen, if these people should enter into my rest there, then I'm not God. He says, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest? Who are those people? But to them that believe not. It was those who do not believe. Don't be an unbelieving believer. Now we are believers. Continue in your believing. Do you understand? 
He says he was not happy with them at all. Next verse, verse 19. He says, so we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Unbelief is what prevented them from entering. These things that they are saying, hmm, we have received it too. But you know, as for life, there's something wrong with you. You have a very long way to go. Hey! Jesus brought a child in front of the disciples and said, except you be converted to become like this child, you can never see the kingdom of God. Can you imagine? Children believe all things. When I say to my child, I'll buy you an airplane, he believes it. He doesn't think I don't have the ability to buy him the airplane. He believes it. Matthew 18, yeah. And he said, he said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You cannot enjoy it. So your enjoyment of the kingdom of heaven is by becoming like a child. Okay? Yeah, become like a child. Believe all things. I believe it. I believe it. Yes, I believe that because God said I have prospered, I have prospered. I have prospered. So you start rejoicing and thinking as a prosperous man because you are. Don't explain things with your mind. You know, we have a head, but you know, life in life, if you are not this and you are not that, you know, if you don't know anybody, you don't know anybody. I know God. I know God who knows everyone. Yeah. I will never be poor in my life. I will never be sick in my life. I will never go down in my life. I keep going higher and higher. That is my life. What you say, tell me about watch me. Listen. Maybe you think you are going to make it by some other means. I don't think like I don't think like that. My life is dependent on God's word. If God's word is sinking, I sing with him. Yeah. If it ever sings, I'm going to sing with him. I don't have plans of jumping off at all. You to make that decision. That the word of God will never take you down to keep it. You see, you can be in the house of God for a long time. And have a lot of unbelief. You always explain the word. Oh, pastor, but we know pastor. You know, but we are always around with him. What is he saying? Eh? Eh? <laughs> by whom you believe. He gave you men by whom you believe. He gave you men to feed you with knowledge and with understanding. If you believe that if I lay hands on you, something will happen to you, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. Do you still feel that pain? Charles, do you still feel that pain? You don't. He believes that when I, t- I pray for him, you'll be fine. I prayed for him yesterday, he became fine. Yeah, he's a pastor in America. In Arkansas. He just came back uh, some few days ago. For 31st, and then he'll go back. And said, verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become a children. You can't. Unbelief, eh? It will deny you. So you have to rid yourself of unbelief. How? By barraging yourself with the word of God some more. Okay? Look at Matthew chapter 17. We're in chapter 18 now. So go to chapter 17. Let's read from verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, this Jesus, he came to the multitude, and there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's lunatic, and so of a sore vex. For oft times he falls into the fire, and oft times into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. He says, I brought, them to, I brought him to your disciples, they could not cure him. This is after the disciples had been sent by Jesus Christ 
okay, give him power to go out. Because that happened in Matthew chapter 9 and chapter 10. Chapter 10 especially. He sent them out two by two to go and preach the gospel. And they went and came back with the results. This was, this is 17. Later, later, Jesus was not around. They brought someone to them, a lunatic, for them to pray for. They prayed for him. Nothing happened. And were wondering what was going on. Jesus came. And when he prayed for the boy, the boy became fine. The disciples were worried. So they came to him privately and said, Master, why could not we cast him out? Why couldn't we cast this devil out? Look at Jesus' answer. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. That's the answer. Because of your what? Unbelief. Unbelief had crept into their hearts over the period. From chapter 10 to chapter 17, they had had unbelief coming in. So Jesus said, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of master, said, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Do you think Jesus was joking? He was not joking. Jesus is God. He doesn't joke. Next verse. How be it? How be it? This kind, he is not referring to the devil. If he were referring to the devil, he says, how be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. He's talking about the unbelief. This kind of unbelief does not go out of your life except by prayer and fasting. If Jesus was referring to the demon, then Mark chapter, chapter, chapter 16 Look at Mark 16, verse 15, 16, will not be true. And he said unto them, Go into, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out. Did he say, Those who fast and pray will cast out devils in my name? You see, so he was not referring to the devils. Even in this place, he lets you know, those who believe shall cast out devils in my name. Meaning that if there's any problem, it's a problem with believing. He said, this kind of unbelieving goes out, but by faith. It does not go out, but by, by, by what? Prayer and fast. So you pray and fast to sharpen yourself. It's not because God, you want to have God do something. God is doing what he needs to do. But you are the one who needs to believe that he's doing something. He says, behold, I'll work, I'll work. That when I tell you, you don't even believe. That's what he said. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Unbelief. You rid yourself of unbelief. How? Through the word, through prayer, through fasting. That's why we pray and fast. When I pray and fast and read the Bible, you don't pray and fast moving around. Pray and fast reading the Bible. Pray and fast off I, uh, uh, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. Those three days. No Instagram, no Facebook, nothing. None of those things. Bible. When you are moving through town, you open your Bible on your phone. You can suspend, you can disable Facebook, WhatsApp, and all those things for three days. It will, it will do a world of good for you. The number of believers who are, who are stuck in where they are because of these things is uncountable. Uncountable. Because you never get to focus on what you are supposed to focus on. That brings me to the next point. The next point is to focus. Okay? Point one is what? Know that you are success. Point two is receive the word for the year with faith. Okay? Point three is focus. If you want to enjoy a good year, learn to focus. Learn to what? Focus, focus on what? You see, it's sad that most of us are distracted. The opposite of focus is distraction. Refuse to be distracted. 
Eh? Like I mentioned, Facebook, WhatsApp, Twitter, all those are distracting a lot of us. That does not bring, doesn't add anything to you. Yet it is, it is the, if you check the number of hours you spend on your phone on these things, it's more than you spend on your business. It's more than you spend on your academics. It's more than you spend on the thing that will bring you greatness and increase in a year. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Let's read the Amplified of it. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith. Then he goes on and on. The most important thing I want you to focus on now is looking away from all that will distract. Look away from all that will distract. If you don't look away from all that will distract and focus on what is most important in your life, you are setting up yourself for failure. Focus on the most important things in your life. A child is the one who is distracted. They are children here. They can't sit down. They can't sit for long. Their maximum attention span is 10 minutes. It's even long. Five. They are tired. Depending on the level they are on. They are off. You can be saying, you, can, you want to teach them A, B, C, D. Say A, A, B, B, C, C. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some. I've seen it before. They'll just stand up and go. Distracted from the most important thing. You have it. You say you are starting a business. You say you are starting a business. This year I'm starting a business. Ah. So how come you are not bestowing much labor on the business? How come you are not? Because you see, there are some investments that you have. There are some resources that you have that everybody has. Time. Energy. Speech. They are free. Everybody has it. Most people will use their time on things that, they are, that will not bring them anything. No profit. They use their energy on things that will not bring them anything. And they use their mouth to eat ice cream and gossip. And not do, say something in their life. If you've been in this church for some time, you will know how important your mouth is and how important what you say is. Don't talk like you, are, you, you don't know what is happening. Focus on bringing these resources to the right things. You see, decide not to be a child. Hmm? Joash, was it Joash? Was king at age eight or so. Eight. He was king of Israel. Eight. How old are you? At age eight, Joash had been trained enough to be able to rule a whole kingdom. You are 20 something. You are 30 something. You've not trained yourself enough. Was it Joash? Yeah. Josiah, rather. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. Eight. And he reigned 30 and one years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedida, the daughter of Adeah of Boscath. Hallelujah. You can name your, your, your daughter Boscath. Hallelujah. The short form we word, Bosca. <laughs> was K. Josiah was what? Eight years old. Eight years old. Decide to stop being a child in your thinking. 
learn to focus. Paul said, this one thing I do, Philippians 3.13, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I press. Eh? Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, what is that one thing that you are doing? You say you are doing a business. What, what is happening to that business? You are success. Whatever you touch turns to gold. Now you are fighting and you, Facebook is distracting you. You know your success is through the word. You spend 10 minutes on the word of God and 20 hours on Facebook. Don't look at me like what I'm saying is not true. Are you, do you work for Facebook? Do you work for Facebook? Do you work for WhatsApp? I don't understand. It, it, it really beats my, my mind, to be honest with you. Instagram. You are on Instagram. Instagramming. What? Thou art a prophet. I'm a prophet. <laughs> Hours. You say you are going to school. You want to be the best in school. Exams. You only study when exams is coming. Listen. School, eh? The kind of curriculum we have in Ghana does not make anybody rich. Unless you go to medical school, pharmacy, and maybe law. Even medical school, and law. But apart from these ones, all the rest, to be honest with you, to be honest, let's be honest. It's not, it's not correct. Do you see? But normally, every single academic experience has something in there that you can train yourself in. You can study log logistics. There's an aspect of logistics that you can study very well. Okay? And become a master over. So that you can become employable. Or so that you can start a business out of it. But if you don't focus, if you don't pay attention to what you, you will never see, you finish the school and you come out as zero. Like everybody else unemployed graduates, and you complain like everybody else. Focus. This one thing I do. What is that one thing that you do? What is that one thing that you do? If you don't focus on the most important things of your life, I preach a message. Three tools for success. The word, the spirit, the name. These are important. Bestow labor on it. If you, if you invest expect any returns on an investment that is not much. If you invested 10 Ghana cities, do you expect $100,000 to come out? What kind of expectation is that? No, this is demonic. There's something wrong. But when you invest $100,000, you can be sure that you can receive a million dollars after a year. Isn't it? So what are you investing in? Invest in what brings you profit. You, and you know. You don't need me to come and tell you. You know. Who himself who Jimmy? Oh yeah, you know that you are fooling with you are fooling around. You are just playing. You've never been serious with life since you started living and knowing that you are alive. You've never been serious with your life. You've never been serious with anything. You know. All that is most important, you procrastinate before you do. You know it. The Holy Spirit is inside you. The Word of God is with you. All those things are there to help you put you over. But because of lack of focus. So this year, decide that I'll focus. 
This one thing I do. Hmm? When I know what God says I should do, I give all my, my heart to it. I give all my attention to it. If I have to go off for a year, for a month, I'll go off. If I have to go off for a week, I'll go off. No calls. None of those things. This is not what... And people, there are people in your life who will even distract you. Friends. You know that you have some friends who distract you. I mean, when the year starts two weeks, you are fine. After two weeks, when they come back, it's finished. Forty. Yeah, 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 rap it. Yeah. Where is he? What are these good boys? Adiebi. Yeah, Rolly. Yeah, Lighty. Yeah, she, she. Ooh, ha, ha. It's a Jama song by Adisco Boys. Ooh, ha, ha. Yeah, so someone just comes and then that's it. Smoking has begun. Boozing has begun. You know that this has been killing you small, small. You know. You don't need anybody to tell. You know. You know. You know that this girl is not taking you anywhere. You know. Let's be honest. Your rulership, your rulership is at stake. Remember, Josiah was king when he was eight years old. You don't need to be 75 to become king in your own life. No, you don't. You don't. Focus. Decide to, you are too old. Focus. Decide to focus. Decide to focus. Decide. I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus on what brings me increase. Hmm? If you focus on that business that you say you are doing, if you think about it, you see, your mind is the, one of the biggest tools for, for success. I tell you, your mind. If only you start thinking about that particular thing, giving it your attention, you'll be surprised at what will happen. Yeah. Don't just be into buying and selling. Do the, think about what you are doing. As you think about it, you start innovating. You'll be surprised. The Holy Ghost will bring light to your mind. Will bring light to your mind and show you go here. How can you have the Holy Ghost and fail? It's not possible. He will show you. Says you will hear a word from behind you saying, Go this way. This is not the way. Go this way. So focus. Focus on what? Focus on what will bring you increase. Focus on the business. Focus on the career you say you want to build. Eh? You say you are building a career. Yet you are not reading. You are not reading about it. What are you talking about? One of our, one of our sons in the Lord is in, a, in, a, is in Germany right now. He's watching us right now. I went to school with him even. When the same class doing our same masters. He just specialized on one aspect. He didn't go to school for that. He did planning in school. He did planning at tech. He's watching me right now. He did plan, he's watching with his wife and his children. He did planning at tech. The work he's doing in Germany is not related to what he did in, in school. He took one part and studied it, decided that I'm going to study this one. He became a specialized a specialist in it. Now he's highly sought after. Yeah. Focus. There are some things that need to, they need to fly out of the window of your life. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm not talking about Said, I'm talking about things that distract you. It distracts you. You know. Takes your focus away. Take it out. Okay? 
The next point is plan for growth and expansion. Plan for what? Growth and expansion. Plan for it. If you fail to plan, you have a plan to fail. Failing to plan is having a plan to fail. So plan for growth on every sphere of your life, spiritually. As the year is coming, plan that as this year is starting, I will know more scriptures. Decide, I will want to know more scriptures. I would want to be sharp. I would want to get to know Jesus some more. Those are spiritual aims you can give yourself. Spiritual goals you can give yourself. I will not mischeck the whole year. Plan for growth. Plan for expansion. Okay? Plan. Someone asked me, how come you succeed in ministry? I told him the Holy Spirit. He said no. I don't know, sometimes when I say what makes me sexy, some people don't think it's true, but that's the truth. I said the Holy Spirit, he said no. I said, he wants to, he says he wants to know the practical things. And I said, okay, I set goals. Ask the Holy Spirit leads me to set goals. So you can't take the Holy Spirit out. When the year is starting, I find out from the Holy Spirit, what would you want me to achieve on this part of my life? Spiritually. In ministry. My, the ministry is different from my spiritual life. It's not the same. They are two different things. In my family, I, I find out what would you want me to do along these lines? What is the goal you have for me? I don't, I'm not a businessman, so I'm not into business. But if you're a businessman, you should, you should have a, a goal set by the Holy Spirit for expansion, for growth. Okay? Targeting. Goal setting. That's a lot of, uh, something that a lot of Christians do not do. Goal setting by the Spirit. Not, I'm not saying go and you have a church of five people and then you say by the end of the year you want to have 50,000 people. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. It's possible. It's possible when the Holy Spirit tells you. But it's, it is impossible when you decide that this is it. We are doing 50,000 by the end of the year. Your, your ribs are not strong enough for 50,000. What are you talking about? It's immeasurable. It's not realistic. They say set smart goals, isn't it? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound goals. The Holy Spirit leads you to set such goals. That by the time the year is ending, I should be seeing this. This is what the Lord is telling me. I should be seeing this at the end of the year. Because you have set that goal, you have a plan. Goal setting leads to planning. If you've not set a goal, there's no need to plan. So that leads you to planning for that expansion that is coming. If it means starting another business somewhere or starting a branch of that business somewhere or it means seeing some people to talk to. I'm showing you practical things that you can do. Oh, you don't like my message. If it means you have to go to school, you have to start planning to go to school. Plan for growth. Plan for expansion. Plan for multiplication. Don't plan to become smaller than you were before. Don't get into 2021 smaller than you were. Don't end it smaller than you were in 2020. No. Plan for expansion. Plan for growth. And have it in your mind all the time. This is what we are doing. It says, write the vision down and make it plain. What verse is that? Habakkuk chapter what? Chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1 into verse 4. Let's read it. Habakkuk 2. I'm preaching on what? How to enjoy continuous success in the year, isn't it? 
Point number one is what? Remember that you are success. Isn't it? Point number two is what? Receive the word for the year with faith. Point number three. Focus. Avoid distractions. Isn't it? Number three is what? Number four is what? Plan for growth and expansion. Plan for what? Growth and expansion. In ministry, in business, in academics, in career, whatever it is, plan for growth. Because the path of the justice are the shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Every year gets better, it gets bigger, it gets greater. Hallelujah. Go back to Habakkuk. Set the goal. Write it down. Hmm? Plan for expansion. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what the, what the Lord will say unto me. So you depend on the Holy Spirit for that goal and that plan. You don't just go and plan something. Please, this is important. Some people have had visions that have never come to pass. They are perpetually pregnant with that vision because it was not from the Lord. So you need to ask God, how would you want? He's always planning for your increase. So what plans do you have for my increase this year? For my expansion this year? What do you want me to do? Do you see? Sometimes I use myself as an example and the ministry as an example because that's what I do. Okay? At the beginning of last year, we set a goal. By the Spirit, of course. We want to build this building up to this point. Did it happen? It happened. There were plans. I'll give them plans. By March, this should be happening. Happening. By June, this should be happening. By September, this should be happening. Let's go. We don't have the money for it. We don't have anything for it. But we have this. God has spoken. Because God has spoken, the supply is coming. So we make plans. We plan as though everything is there. We plan as though we have a reservoir of money to supply for that particular. But we don't. That reservoir of money is in God. It's our trust. It's our faith. We believe it. That's going to happen. Then we expand. This, as we are entering the year, we've gone for a planning meeting already. Yeah, we had, what, three days or four days? Four days, sitting down, planning, praying to God. Lord, what do you think we should do? Do it like this. Okay, then we are planning. We are doing it like this. We are doing it like that. This directress is going to do this. This one is going to do that. Bring your budget. We don't have money for the budget, but bring your budget. We are people's next. Bring your budget. Bring your budget. There is no money. But you bring it. When you bring it, we sit down, we pray about it, and then we start planning for expansion. If we were, we're making a million last this year, next year, we are not going to make a million. We are going to make more than a million. Lord, how much do you want us to make? I want you to make a million and a half. Okay, let's make provision for a million and a half. And then we start going. Plan for expansion. Don't plan with your home in mind. Hmm? Don't plan with your resources in mind. I have 50 cities. What is 50 cities? Among so many. In the Lord's hand, that 50 cities becomes $50,000. So put it, in the, put it in the Lord's hands. Don't keep it in your hands. Hallelujah. And I'll see what you will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. Verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth. Make it plain. Write it down. Know what God is telling you. Write it down. And keep looking at it in the course of the year. That's what God said. I believe it. I said so. It's going to come to pass. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Point number five. Be thankful throughout the year. Rejoice throughout the year. Never have a down moment. 
be thankful. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I see rejoice. Amplified. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Gladden yourselves in him. Intentionally gladden yourself in him. Have you seen it? Rejoice. Thank him. It's a sign that you're full of the Spirit. If you're full of the Spirit, your mouth is full of thanksgiving. So thanking God is a sign that you're full of the Spirit. Ephesians 5, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, our, our Lord. Hallelujah. So you give thanks. You thank God throughout the year. Rejoice Him. Be rejoicing in Him throughout the year. You watch your life explode. Put these five things to work. I've said a lot of things. It works. It works. Put them to work in your life. Focus. Prepare to receive the word. Remember you're a success. Always move from that point. I'm a success. I'm a success. That business is going to work. That career is going to work. I've been sent by God to prosper. The year cannot be any other. It has to prosper. I have to prosper. Health is mine. Strength is mine. I rejoice in strength. I rejoice in health. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm focused. God takes my mind off from all the things that distracts me to focus on his word, to focus on his spirit, to focus on his name, to focus on the business I have to do, to focus on my academics, to focus on what I need to focus on in the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen, you can fast and pray until you die. If you don't learn to focus and plan some of the things I said in there, if you don't learn to do those practical things, you'll be surprised. Fasting and prayer does not replace planning and work. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule. Hmm? The hand of the one who works shall cause him to rule. We fast, we pray. But after we fast, then we pray. We move. <laughs> we what? We move. Even in ministry, you can fast and pray till you die. If you don't move to do the practical things that needs to be done in ministry, forget it. Please, are you hearing me? Find out what God wants to do. Focus on it. Plan for expansion. Be thankful. And watch yourself flourish. In Jesus' name. Amen. Rise upon your feet and just thank God for your service. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God